Right. Oh, sick. All right. <laughs> so, how was the intro, huh? Hey, I'm Jared. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I have a sobriety date of 4 5 21. Um, for that, I am forever grateful. Um, so, just like a little bit about me, I uh, first I want to say welcome to the uh, 15 newcomers that I identified tonight, and congratulations to the 11 of you that stood up to hear the chip. I think that's pretty impressive. That means uh, 15 people in this room are more honest than I was when I got here. Um, and welcome to our South Kakalaki visitor. That was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm not from here. Um, I'm originally from Indiana. Um, and you know, we get, we get down pretty hard out there. Uh, you know, I'm a good catalytic converter thief. Um, you know, I'm pretty good at stealing lawnmowers too. Yeah. Uh, and the pawn shop will take just about anything I can bring them. So, um, yeah, so I, I think I was born an alcoholic. Um, alcoholism to me is not just like the substance, right? It's, it's the fact that like, I can never stay stopped. Um, and once I start, I can't stop. So um, from a very young age, I remember just like really wanting to fit in and just like get out of my skin and into your skin and not in like a Ted Bundy kind of way, just like a, <laughs> I really don't like myself kind of way, you know? Um, I remember one time I was in class in kindergarten and I just wanted to be the center of attention so bad that I took a googly eye and I shoved it so far up my nostril that they had to surgically remove it from my face. Um, and that's when I knew that like I was different, you know? <laughs> Else was doing that. And so um, fast forward a while, you know, like my parents were divorced. I don't think any of my trauma makes me an alcoholic, right? Like when I was 17, I wrecked my car 10 times. My best friend died in my passenger seat. That doesn't make me an alcoholic. I was diddled as a kid. That doesn't make me an alcoholic. You know what I mean? I uh, was a you know product of divorce. It doesn't make me an alcoholic. Um, but we'll get to all of that. So <clears throat> anyway, I started drinking and drugging when I was 15. Um, I started off with weed. Um, I, after a cross-country meet, smoked some weed, went home, watched 2012, nothing happened. I just ate a bunch of Doritos and fell asleep. And I was like, that's cool. I can do this forever. Um, and then I started drinking, you know what I mean? And, and, and the first time I ever drank, and the first time I ever, there were two substances of choice. The first time I ever drank and the first time I ever uh, took amphetamines, I was like, this is what you felt like, right? So this is what fixed me. And so from then it was just on and popping. Um, by the time I was 16, I caught a felony, uh, Grand Theft Auto, which I did not do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, when you're born a liar and you tell lies all your life, who's going to believe you when you tell the truth? You know what I'm saying? So um, I did two years in a uh, juvenile prison. Um, so one year in Marion County Juvenile Detention Center, one year in uh, Hoosier Youth uh, Challenge Academy, which is like a military school. Um, I got beat up a lot, you know. Uh, and I kind of developed this mental attitude of like, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. So I might as well do it, right? So um, then I get out of military school. Um, I still graduate high school with academic and technical honors. I get a full ride to Indiana State for music theory, vocal performance and music theory composition. Um, and like I said, uh, after my freshman orientation, that's when that car wreck happened. And so then I joined the military too, to pay for like the housing and stuff and kind of get me into shape, you know what I mean? And uh, I was really good. I went National Guard side. So I was really good at the military when I was there. But when I would go home, I would just kick it with the homies, you know? And so I, I couldn't last. I got kicked out for drugs after six years, um, you know, on and off homelessness. Um, 
So I move out here to California on a fall pretense of the fact that I'm going to get paid to go to treatment. And this is back in 2017. So I've been sober a couple of times. Um, the first time I went to a, a treatment center, and I'm not going to say the name of it, but they, they told me, they were, you know, I was going to get a kickback. And so I went and uh, I did not get a kickback. And so uh, that was super sick. Um, and then after that, I went to an all men's program. And what the all men's program did for me was it introduced me to AA and it got me a sponsor. And I worked my 12 steps and I started sponsoring guys and I got about a year sober. And then I had like this really like Albert Einstein, like Eureka moment where I was like, you know what, bro? Like, this is the solution. And if I just implement the solution while I'm using and drinking, then... <laughs> I can use and drink successfully, right? So I really just thought all I had to do was like use and drink uh, spiritually and, and I'd be cool. So I kept asking guys to sponsor me while I would like get loaded and they're like, no. And I thought it was really whack, um, you know? And, um, you know, so anyway, um, it, it got to the point where I, uh, thank you. I, I had lost all of my jobs out here um, and I was homeless. And uh, I just remember that I was out here on Santa Ana on 17th of Maine. And I was talking to my buddy, Joe, a lot of you guys know the story. I was talking to my buddy Joe at the stop sign and uh, at the bus stop. And, uh, you know, we talked for about three hours and then CHP rolls up to me and they're like, Jared, we really need you to stop yelling at that stop sign. And, uh, you know, so there wasn't even a person I was talking to signs. Um, and uh, that was kind of my signal to like, you've lost it, you know? So I kind of threw my hands up in the air. I went back to that all male treatment facility. And uh, I went to detox there. And when I left detox, I couldn't even make it from a Greyhound bus ride from Vegas to Orange County without getting loaded. And that's when I was like, okay, I really have no defense against this first drinker drug. So I got into the program. I got a guy, um, his name's Jordan E. Um, that's my sponsor. And uh, I just grabbed his hand, dude, and I hated him. And I, I didn't like his haircut. I didn't like his face, dude. His family's a bunch of morticians, which really weirded me out. Um, and, uh, but, but what I did was I just kept my mouth shut and I just did whatever the hell he told me to do because I was just so miserable. I just didn't want to drink a drug again. Um, and then slowly over time, I kind of like did it out of spite to prove to you guys that AA wouldn't work for me. And slowly over time, like I didn't even really notice it, um, but my mind shift started to change. And I started to wake up and, and I get to go to work rather than I have to go to work. Or I would, I would wake up and I get to call my family rather than I have to call my family. You know what I mean? Um, I get to stay in a sober living rather than, oh, I'm stuck in a sober living, you know? And so um, I finished my steps. I started grabbing other guys and sponsoring them. And basically what happened to me was I had, I had a couple like epiphanies. The first one was that I didn't understand that I couldn't not start once I was sober. Um, and once I realized that I had a starting problem, not just a stopping problem, then I understood like, okay, how do I not start? So that's when I really dove into the program and really started to take it seriously. Um, and then I realized that um, I was powerless over drugs and alcohol, but there had been a higher power keeping me alive the whole time, right? And once I realized that, then I was like, okay, why? So then I was able to dive deeper and find a purpose. And my purpose here is to help the newcomer put their hand in God's hand and let God do the rest, right? Because that's all we do here. You know what I mean? I'm just here to grab someone with less time and experience than me. I'm just here to grab his hand, put it into God's hand, and then God does the rest for you. You know what I mean? We're not really in like the results business. 
um, which is really weird because I work in sales. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like our whole business. But uh, anyway, you know, but we're more in the action business, right? And so I find that when I just like leave the results up to him and I just put one foot in front of the other and I just keep my mouth shut and just do what the next right thing is, everything seems to work out. You know, in my first year sober, I had two brothers die. I had a mom get diagnosed with cancer. I was homeless. I went through two breakups. <clears throat> I had a car blow up on me um, and, I, and I lost like two or three jobs and I stayed sober through all of it. You know what I mean? There's, 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 and, and this next, this last year has just been all about um, growth spiritually, right? The first year was kind of like, uh, that was like it, you know what I mean? It was just like, and that was the whole first year. And then the second year was like, now I'm like babbling child that can like hold his head up, you know? And then like, they're like trying to teach me how to crawl and I'm like still falling on my back and like doing tummy time and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm like still learning how to crawl this year. And then, um, so hopefully next year I can walk, you know? And that's really, that's really what we do here is, is we, you know, we, we, we take you from this poopy, you know, dirty infant and we clean your diapers and we bathe you and we put, I'm not going to go there. And we just, <laughs> and we kind of get you into this, this toddler and into an adult that can help the next person. You know what I mean? So if you're tired of just sitting in your own poopy diaper, dude, grab one of our hands after the meeting and we're here to help you. Thank you for letting me share.